0: If you take 550 and you take away 62, it means they have spent about a half a trillion dollars in three weeks. What the hell is going on? What are they spending it on? Well, World War III looks like it might break out soon. So I don't know. Take your guess. Well, hello there, my friends. Rafi here from the Endgame Investor. And it's been a difficult week. I'm sure you know what is going on in the world. And it is happening right here in my backyard. My family and I had to run to a bomb shelter last night on an alarm that was triggered by a flock of seagulls or cranes or some kind of bird. And so I have decided that I'm not going to listen to sirens anymore until I hear an actual explosion. The chances of that are pretty low right now, but I don't know what is going to happen in the near future. We're going to go into a little bit about the war situation. And no, Chris is not demanding that I record a video this week. He does not have the whip to my back. He offered me a week off, and I didn't take it because I need to get my mind off of this war. And I also know that once the end game hits and the dollar and gold and silver are no longer exchangeable, the war will end necessarily because what leads to war is inflation. So bring on the end game and end this war already. So far, my family and I are fine physically, So explaining what is going on to my kids is a big deal. Thank you for all the expressions of support Over the last few days, I really appreciate it. And let's get on with this week's Silver Report. This week's Silver Report is brought to you by Fortuna Silver Mine, symbol FSM. More good news came out a few days ago. This is October 10th. Yes, this was two days ago. Fortuna pays down $40 million of debt from increased cash flow. Fortuna reports that it's paid down $40 million of its revolving credit facility at the end of the third quarter of 2023 using cash on hand. 133 million of net debt as of the end of the quarter. This represents a reduction of approximately 65 million in total net debt in the period reflecting increased cash flows from the contribution of the Seguela mine in its first full quarter of production. This was the plan all along. They were, they spent to get Seguela, and now that spending is over. And now the cash flow is reversing the debt into uh, retired debt. And their debt burden is decreasing. So everything is going according to plan for Fortuna. And let us continue with this week's silver report. I'm going to go into a chart. This is actually from 2017 from Daniel Oliver's of Rurikant Capital. His chart from a research paper that he published in 2017, um, it gives a very good idea of the fakeness of inflation and where prices are really going in terms of real money. This is overall commodities going back all the way to 1792. And you can see pretty much where we went off the gold standard. The interesting thing is that it's not really 1971. It was really 1933. This point right here is where FDR stole all the gold in the country and put it in Fort Knox and gave certificates of that gold to the Federal Reserve System which it still holds to this day at 11 million 11 billion something dollars at $42.22 an ounce that is going to be revalued soon and when it is that will be the end game you see here since 1792 whenever there is a war there is higher commodity prices and here in 1933 when gold was revalued from 21 to 35 that is when prices really went insane this is guns and butter the war the welfare warfare Uh, printing craziness, which is really nothing compared to today. Then here you have Greenspan, here you have Bernanke with gold prices, with commodities and gold prices going down and down and down. And same trend going all the way back from the founding of the United States of America. So the dollar is the illusion and gold is the real free market money. And of course, Silver is the main gold substitute for retail, and this is why it is the public's money. Let's talk about the war for a second. We have here uh, an article out yesterday. I think this is the Wall Street Journal, and it says U.S. Way is deploying second aircraft carrier group to here, to my backyard. It's headed to Jerusalem. I think this is actually on its way now. U.S. may deploy a second aircraft carrier near Israel, U.S. Devinches Mitchell said, an escalation of the U.S. military effort to deter regional powers from joining the war between Hamas and Israel. And Hamas, by the way, in Hebrew means destruction. That's just FYI. The USS Gerald Ford, that's the first aircraft carrier that they sent. That's the biggest aircraft carrier in the world, and it has the most firepower and it is the most expensive at 13 whatever billion dollars. So the USS Gerald Ford and its accompanying ships, some of which have nuclear capabilities, are expected to arrive later on Tuesday, defense officials said. The Pentagon is considering but hasn't formally decided whether the Eisenhower would relieve the Ford or both groups would remain, defense officials said. So it looks like there's two aircraft carriers headed to the eastern Mediterranean where I live. Not to go too far into speculation, Hamas were allowed to do what they did and I won't describe it, for seven hours before the Israel Defense Forces lifted a finger to respond when they're supposedly right off the Gaza border. So I don't know what happened here, but incompetence is not enough to explain it. And now there are aircraft carriers headed over to the Middle East. And we have this article from, I believe, today, which is Thursday, October 12th. U.S. Aircraft Carrier Gerald R. Ford arrives in the region. So it's here. And so whatever is next is, uh, God forbid, going to be quite large. And here we have the U.S. carrier Ronald Reagan to visit South Korea in show of force. This is from October 10th. So the U.S. military is on the move in the oceans with major aircraft carriers. And war could break out any day. In fact, it already has over here. And if the United States joins this... I can't tell you what is going to happen because I really do not know. Anyway, to gold and silver, the PPI, the producer price index came out yesterday, came in hot. It says here, the producer price inflation in the United States accelerated 2.2% year on year in September, 2023, highest since April and well above the market consensus of 1.6. So we have consumer price or producer price inflation heading higher, much faster than people expected or that keynesians expected and we just got in a few minutes ago uh, a beat from the cpi coming in hot at 3.7 i believe when it was believed to be 3.6 or i think it was 0.4 percent month over month when the expectations were 0. 0.3 so yes we are on the next wave of consumer price inflation and the fed is quickly losing whatever remainder it has of the control and now I'm watching the technical traders because they are getting, they're getting—they're chomping at the bit. They're getting very excited. I am not a technical trader and these people are often wrong, but when they're right, they are very right. So they could be wrong here. But it's looking less and less likely because we have gold, stops, gold stocks up on the Huey index, one, two, three, four, five days in a row. And it looks like this will be six days in a row if we close positively today. And that is generally considered a trend change. Not all the time, but usually. So the level we're watching is to see if the Huey, the gold stock index, can top this level of 232.12. We are now at 217.71. If it does, the technical traders or a lot of the different schools, the Elliott traders and the market historians and the cycle traders will flood into the market at this level from what I'm seeing. And I do scour the newsletters from time to time. Gold fields. Now, this is one stock we're seeing already some of the gold stocks. One of them is Gold Fields, and this is a more volatile one. I'm sorry, I'm going into gold more specifically than silver this week. Gold Fields is already above its recent high of, I think, around late August, August 27th, 28th, 29th, it looks like. It's already surpassed that, so you already have some of the gold stocks making new higher highs. This is a very bullish sign that we are at the beginning of a runaway move. I was thinking, if there is a massive attack on Israel by uh, Hamas and it, it results in 1,300 dead, and this is hard to talk about, and then you have an aircraft carrier on the way to Jerusalem, who wouldn't cover their gold shorts if they were short? I write here, if I was short gold, and that news came out, of the greatest massacre in the history of the modern state of Israel. With aircraft carriers on the way to Jerusalem, I would consider myself a very lucky man to have to cover, to be able to cover those gold shorts. But they're not. They are still short. We're not seeing any major moves in gold or silver. The question is why? Either there isn't going to be a rally in the next few weeks and we have a new new lower low to make, a new bottom to make, or the professionals, the bullion banks, are stuck And they can't get out of their shorts for whatever reason. Now, if I were a bank, I wouldn't mess with what could turn out to be World War III. Because as much as banks know, they don't know everything. And when these unstable situations, these black swan events hit the newsreel, no bank knows what is going to happen. So why didn't they cover? Maybe because they can't. And if they can't, the bullion banks are gonna be stuck for good. If they can't get out now, they can't get out ever unless they take severe losses. Now, I wanted to show this little piece of insanity as another hint that we are near the very end of this monetary system, and the end game is right at the door. This chart coming up next might shock you. Now, this is two national debt tweets from National Debt on X. It goes from September 21st, which is the top one, to October 12th, the bottom one. The difference is about $550 billion. It's $70 billion less than that, but it's probably $70 billion more today. So in about three weeks, in three weeks' time, the national debt has increased by $550 billion in three weeks. Now, look at this. This is the Treasury's account at the Fed. It is up only $62 billion in the same time frame. If you take 550 and you take away 62 it means they have spent about a half a trillion dollars in three weeks. What the hell is going on? What are they spending it on? Well, World War III looks like it might break out soon, so I don't know. Take your guess. Now, this chart is what shocked me. I could figure this chart on Fred, and I couldn't believe it when I saw it, but I suspected something like it would be true. This is the quarterly change, the quarterly change in national debt. Quarters are three months long. Now, I drew the red line at $550 billion, where the increase in the national debt is over the last three weeks. Now, since 2008, everything before 2008 is much, much lower than this. This is a change in the national debt in a quarter. Now, the all-time record in 2008 was this, at about $800 billion for the whole quarter. If we count the quarters in which this $550 billion line was breached for quarters, one, two in 2016 under Trump or Q4 2015, one, two, three, four, five, COVID lockdowns, six, seven. Eight, eight quarters. Those were the only quarters that exceeded the three week increase in the national debt the last three weeks. What the hell is going on? You can't increase the national debt half a trillion dollars every three weeks. This is going to empty the reverse repo tank very quickly. We are down to about $1.2 trillion on that reverse repo tank. And that is the reserve dollar tank. After that is emptied, the banks that are short dollars are going to have to sell assets to maintain their debt service. Once that reverse repo tank gets empty, we're going to have the final financial crisis. And I can only pray to God, and I am fasting today in prayer, that they run out of money before they start World War III. This is Rafi of The Endgame Investor. Keep stacking and help us end this war as fast as possible by draining them of real money, do it responsibly, do it knowingly, do it intentionally, and do it calmly, even in the face of danger as we are right now. And if you want to support me, and I would really appreciate it, you can sign up for a two-week free trial of The Endgame Investor at the link in the description below. Or you can sign up to be my patron on Patreon, right? You have a more biblical angle where you can find out what I believe the Bible might have to say about what is going on right now in the Holy Land. And you can find that at patreon.com slash endgame